come back from what? Uh, a week of I don't know. Wasn't I here last time? You were here. I, I'm just. <laughs> I feel like it's just been a wild season. We've we've yeah. not been able to be as consistent as we want to be for the people. I don't think I've worked a full week of work or for since. the person. How many people listen to this show? I think we can say people confidently. Okay. It's like uh, if you say a couple, everybody knows it's two. If you say a few, I think most people agree that it's three. Three, yeah. I I think people implies a few. What about a gross? Oof, man, that's yeah, tough. Be tough. Definitely not a clutch. That's for certain. <laughs> so, uh, we had our first uh, Young Life event this past Monday night, and let's go ahead and get this out of the way. You and Maddie, unfortunately, were not able to be there because Sadly. sweet, precious, brand new baby girl Daisy was in the hospital. Yeah. But doctors have identified exactly what's going on. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be chill. Everything's going to be good. Got the medicine we need. We're, we're, we're chilling. We're building. But Monday night, you guys were not able to be there, mm-hmm. uh, which Maddie's on maternity leave anyway. So right. technically, she shouldn't have been there, although everybody knows she would have been. Yeah, she was going to go. <laughs> she had FOMO. So did I. I had a lot of FOMO. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we had the event. It was. It wasn't even technically Young Life Club. It was like an open house. Uh, Bill, our new area developer, called it a platter party. Platter party. Okay. Hilarious. Um, the idea was bring a lot of food, put it on platters. Yeah. And let's have it at the new Young Life office, which is a small space. Um, we, you know, we hope like twenty, twenty-five kids show up. Well, seventy came, mm. and mm. Um, it was an oven. First yeah, of all, of course. And at a certain point, we opened both of the doors on the 20-degree night and just let the cold air blow in. Yeah. You were, were you nervous the thunderstorm was going to start at some point? <laughs> you ever thought that? No. Like, why doesn't that happen? If yeah. your house is 70 degrees and then there's a, a you open the door yeah. and a really cold wind comes through? Like, why doesn't a barometric... Why isn't there happen? a small... I mean, I guess people would say, well, that's why you have condensation on your windows. It's like, cool, but like... There should be a, a small-scale thunderstorm in a your small, house. Like a, just a little baby storm. Somebody who knows more than me needs to explain that to me, because I think that would be really interesting if that happened. Matt Hinkin, WBR. <laughs> like, I'm a Todd Howell guy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a WBR. Matt Hinkin's WAT. This I is think. a Todd Howell household, please. Yeah, we're WBR house. I don't, I don't do WAT. <laughs> you and Tom Job. Yeah. He loves Todd. Um, so, okay. So, yeah. Like, at one point, I was so hot that I took Alex's desk chair when they opened the doors to the 20-degree night, and I put my coat on a, on the back of a chair so that all the cold air would fill up my coat. Then I put my coat back on. So I just had basically like a cold pack surrounding my body. That's funny. That's amazing. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, but part of the night was that we had what's called a Kahoot. Yeah. You know about Kahoot. I do. Educators, my wife was a teacher for a while. Yeah, so educators yeah. know about Kahoot. It's basically like... It's kind of like uh, Jackbox, which is a PlayStation game. If you're not playing Jackbox, you're missing out. Yeah, you it's the Jackbox. best thing to have in, when friends come over. Uh, yeah, it's it's best party party. You get to know your friends very well, really quick. <laughs> or you just get to know. Oh, never mind. Anyway, um, like so, Kahoot is like it's like trivia on a computer screen, and then everybody everybody logs in with a personal buzzer using their smartphone. Mm-hmm. Did I explain that okay? Yeah. So this Kahoot was developed by Megan Reeser. Shout out, Megan. And it was Leader Trivia Kahoot. Mm-hmm. So it was like just different little factoids about our different Young Life leaders. Yeah. So you weren't there, so I'm going to throw a couple at you and see how you do. That's great. Okay. I'm excited. Um, so one that was obviously you, and everybody in the room knew it was you, was like your dream trip what is your dream trip? And it was like, oh, to go fly fishing in New Zealand. Mm-hmm. 
and no one missed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think that's funny. I had a double answer for that. I said uh, either going to Scotland or because, uh, you know, like, yeah, I have a uh, if somebody were to like if a television exec came to me for some reason and said pitch a TV show to me, I have one already made. Wow. And I'm not going to say it on the air because it doesn't exist and it would be if someone you stole it and did yeah, it, I would be yeah. really upset. Right. Um, actually keep it pretty close to the best. And obviously so many people listen to this that you need to not say it out loud. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you later. Okay. It's amazing. Can't wait. And yeah, I just think it would be incredible, but yeah, dude, New Zealand's like, it's like your version of someone feed Phil. Yes, dude. Hold on. <laughs> Why? Well, do, do you already know? <laughs> he put a, he put yeah, a hand up to stop Slow me. down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, going to, uh, going to New Zealand and fly fishing would just be, the dream. So when that one came on the screen, no one missed it. Like even Deja got it right. <laughs> and then, um, so then, uh, actually Deja won the game, I should say. Wow. Um, but I think the reason she won the game is because she knew this one. Are you ready? Which leader, their childhood dream was to be a WWE wrestler? Which of our Young Life leaders? Rob. Everybody guessed Rob. Or Krista. Everybody guessed Rob. Guess who it was? Who? It was Jenny Jackson. Oh, wow. No, I can see that totally. Her childhood dream was to be a WWE wrestler. That's amazing. <laughs> also, I can't imagine Deja getting that because that would have been Jenny's first thing she's ever been to as a Young Life leader. Yes. <laughs> I think I think Deja just got a lucky guess yeah, there. Just like, oh, I knew it was Jenny. But it set time. her apart from the pack. Yeah. Okay, last one. And this is the reason I brought this whole thing up. Yeah. <laughs> Which leader broke their foot simply by walking oh my word <laughs> like what has to be abigail right no oh. <laughs> but that's a great guess yeah, yeah that's a great guess because one of the questions was which leader tore their acl doing young life program that's at Bill. cricket creek yeah, yes yeah. <laughs> but abigail inherited that so that's yes I, abigail yeah. does get injured like bill does yeah. um <laughs> no it was krista bowles Oh, wow. Krista Bowles broke her foot simply by walking on her feet. Oh, no, Krista. Which is like, on our feet, if I remember correctly. Like, you've got to walk on your feet. <laughs> no other way to do it. <laughs> Sometimes people can walk on their hands, but not me. No, only that's, like Andy Morgan. That's a quick trip to the emergency room for me. Hey, you mentioned Alex at the beginning of this. Right. This crazy thing happened today. Okay. So, Alex is a, you know, she goes to our church. She... Uh, is admin for our area for Young Life, Life and she's yeah. she's just really really good friend to a lot of people. That was my child. So today she, you know, knowing that we'd just been in the hospital, she texted Maddie and said, "Hey, let me bring y'all coffee and I'll take Jude to school for you." So it was nice. really sweet. Um, and so I Alex texts our coffee order. I was sitting there on the couch with Jude while this was happening, and unprompted, I'm texting Alex. This is my two year old. He's 25 months old. Right says happy birthday just out loud and i said whose birthday is it and he says alex what he didn't know i was texting alex no unless he can read he can't read there's but no you know what i mean read. like and i said exactly like i literally read till he was four i said lol alex jude just said happy birthday to you it's in a group between me and maddie yeah. and and i just jokingly said it's not your birthday is it and maddie said maddie texted really quickly wait it is and alex said oh my gosh did you what? tell him? It's Alex's birthday. What? My child out of nowhere says, happy birthday, Alex. Just prophetically. 
I mean, I was like shaking. I'm like, Jude, how did you know this? What and what one? How did he know you were texting Alex? How did he know I was texting Alex? Two. Two. How did he know it was Alex's birthday? When I mean, it's just like, wait, what? Did he like go on Amazon and order her a new stain? Probably. Well? This kid is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, what? Insane. Is he David Copperfield? <laughs> anytime I hear the, <laughs> anytime I hear a name that starts with the word copper, I think of Chester Copperpot from the Goonies. <laughs> Because <laughs> they find him in the ca- as well, you should. They, they, it's the one they find dead. They first start the when adventure, and they go and they find his wallet, and they go, "It's Chester Copperpot." Because <laughs> my friend David Darty used to just randomly go, "It's Chester Copperpot." <laughs> I hope David listens to this. There's no way that Darty listens. There's to this. no way. If he does, Notre Dame sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> go balls. <laughs> uh, go blue. Um, oh, man. Anyways, my kid. How did he do that? Ethered someone's birthday into Ethered. existence. I don't know. I don't, I dude, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm still like, he, I don't know. D- is Jude going to go to Hogwarts? Dude, all my dreams have come true through my kid, which is one of my biggest fears in the world is that I become one of those parents that's like, Vicarious I'm living all my dreams to you. But like, if he goes to Hogwarts, then I can't help it. You know? Wow. Like if an owl shows up at our house, like I'm just going to be like, Hey, let me hide in your trunk and we'll go through nine and three quarters together. Gosh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You have a scripture for us. Oh, yeah. this is welcome to ancient and new. This is a podcast where we, we had to do a couple weeks worth of scriptures. intros right there. Cause yeah. we've been off. It's only nine 47. We've yeah. gone 11 and a half before. Oh, well. Uh, I'm going to be in John 1. Whoa. I noticed a thing today in reading this. Okay. Which is, it's an obvious thing, but it's just one of those where like, Yoshi is literally assaulting you. She's wagging her tail. She thinks it's okay that she's doing that. She wants to be petted, so she's grabbing Lee's arm with her paw. Um, This is an interesting thing that like, it's a, well, of course that's true. This actually recalls an old heresy of mine from this actual show um, that happened. Which, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know that every once in a while. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what we're that's what we're talking about. Um, but it was just a thing where I had this realization. So I'm interested in. Uh, I, I have like sixty percent of a thought. All so right, this is this. why we do this because you help me see things and I help you to see things. You ready? That's right. I'm starting twenty nine. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, this is John the Baptist, by the way, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I became, I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John gave this testimony. I saw the spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. And I myself did not know him, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy spirit. I have seen, and I testify this is God's chosen one. Um, I just had this like two times. John says, I didn't know him. And you're like, hold on a minute. He's your earthly cousin. Yeah. 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 At the very least when you all like, you know, I could, I think it's probably possible that they lived in different towns just because we know that Mary, traveled to judea yes. to visit so Elizabeth. it's quite possible that they they grew up in different towns but at least three times a year they probably traveled together and hung out for extended periods of time right, right? like on pilgrimages to um jerusalem 
we know that uh, in in the account where you see that uh, Jesus' family left him back in Jerusalem, it says that they were traveling with their family back home. Right. So it's quite possible that like at least three times a year, Jesus and John interacted and they grew up, they were the same age. So like they right. grew up together. Yeah. Like six months different. Right. Like, you know, I have cousins who I grew up with quote unquote, who I saw two or three times a year cause they lived in different States but I knew them pretty well. You had cousins who lived in Africa. I cousins knew in Africa who, you know, it's like, but you know, if Jared or the Jordan people that ever lived in, yeah, Africa. extremely white, um, they really were. They're, they're white people. So just the uh, it's people like ever. literally my son looks just like my cousin, Jared. Like it's just like, man, he does. Yeah. You're he just does it, like Jared. It's insane. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, same skin tone, same hair color, all this stuff. But, you know, I saw them every three years or whatever when they would come back to the States. Right. But, but I, knew them. I knew them. I knew them well. Yeah. I, we, we, I knew what they liked. I knew the music they liked yeah. in, in a very short amount of time. Like I just, in the times I would hang out with them, I knew that we, we, we would, you know, get down and know each other pretty well. And then just to think about how that had to be true, I believe of John and Jesus. I don't, you know, like, I don't think it, this is saying that I, I did not know Jesus but now that we're about 30 years old, I know him, you know, like it's the first yeah. time I've met him. I don't think that's true, but there's definitely truth to the fact that John is saying like, the way I'm reading this is like, I didn't realize this was the Messiah until it was revealed to me. Yeah. Right. Which is yeah. crazy to think about, right? Just having grown up around Jesus and not realizing this is who it is. And, you know, and John has the gumption <coughs> and the, the, the prophetic wisdom right before this to say, to quote Isaiah and say, this is who I am, by the way, just all these things start falling into place really quickly. The Lord does some really cool things in a, in a short amount of time that I think is kind of mind bending this side of history. And to say like, as followers of Jesus, to know who John the Baptist is and who Jesus is, to know their relationship and to know like all the stuff that we know, haven't been able to go back and read this all that to say, as someone who knows Jesus, there's a stark contrast in this. John grew up knowing Jesus. He did not know Jesus as the Messiah, but he knew him. He knew about him. He knew who he was like. There's no way he, you know, like, I would like to think that he probably thought this guy's a little bit different because, you know, Jesus was a sinless person. He lived a sinless yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. There's, you don't, you don't go through teenage years without thinking that one's a little bit different. I don't know what it is. Uh, especially somebody with the standards that John the Baptist had about morality and everything. Yeah, of course. And who, you know, grew up in a household with a priest for a dad. Just right. like you, yes. he, you know, um, but there's a stark contrast in saying, I know who this is and saying, I really know Jesus. Yeah. There's, there's a thing that happens here, which is I didn't know that this is the Christ. And then it was revealed to me. Yeah. And all of a sudden the light switch came on and I, now I'm, mesmerized i'm going around telling people about him i'm going around i'm you know i'm i'm telling people to to raise the valleys and lower the mountains and make paths straight get your hearts ready he's coming and i just was just in awe of the of the fact that like in our lives that that's true like you you know especially where we grow up people grow up knowing who jesus is they've heard about him they've they've whether it's right or wrong or true or whatever um, or even, you know, across the world, people have heard the name Jesus, but to know him and to have that light switch flipped on to all of a sudden becoming like, I didn't know who this is to, <laughs> this is someone, if you think about John, like I knew who he was, 
he's now, his life has been so dramatically changed by this revelation to say, you know, he's preaching the coming of him. He's saying like, get ready, get your hearts ready. He's coming to the world. Israel, get ready, you know, make everything, prepare the straightest possible road for him to get to your heart. Anyways, I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about knowing like I know who Jesus is and saying, yeah, I know who he is. Well, it's funny too, because the, for me, this is a, like the fact that you brought this up has made me think a bunch of different things. One, the John the Baptist in, in the fetus as a fetus knew who Jesus was Mm. because when Mary yeah, he did backflips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's like doing dancing. gainers in the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gainers. That makes me think of Sam Bingham. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, like he's he is going off in in utero in Elizabeth. Like like, and it said he was filled with the Spirit. Yeah. Um. So that and then and then he's like, I didn't realize you were the one, and now the Spirit's telling me you're the one. When I saw that Spirit descending like a dove after the baptism, well, then, um, which is interesting because. Um, John said to him, "Like I don't need, I don't need to baptize you. You right. need to baptize me." Yeah, like, he knew. He already knew he was. Yeah. Well, but he he, he knew he was different. Yes, exactly. Right. He knew he was and then, different. And then the Spirit descends, and he's like, "Whoa, yeah, whoa, you're whoa. the Messiah! Holy yeah. cow!" You can almost. It's like a whoa. Hold up. So let's fast forward about a year and a half. Okay. Just to add another wrinkle of weirdness to this. Uh, oh, I knew Matthew what you're chapter do. eleven. Okay. After Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in the towns of Galilee. When John the Baptist, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, he sent his disciples to ask him, are you the one who is to come or should we expect someone else? Yeah. You're like, whoa, wait a minute. As a fetus, you knew he was the one. Mm -hmm. Then when you were doing your ministry, you've got it confirmed by the Spirit. And then something terrible happened to you, and now you're questioning it again. Yeah. Like, you already got the confirmation of the Spirit. Also, the Spirit told you before you were even born that he was the one. Mm-hmm. But that, to me, it's like, that's super confusing on one layer. But on another layer, that's incredibly encouraging to me, because I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I waffle and struggle all the time. Like, yeah. something bad happens, and, and it throws the whole thing into question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think this was more of like a... I don't know just a an interesting like historical biblical fact thing for me to look at as yeah opposed it's, to anything it's I mean, cool oh look at the little chickadee little chickadee um okay let's do more isaiah and john isaiah <laughs> isaiah's chapter six okay we're gonna combine isaiah and john again because you combined isaiah and the gospel of john so i will combine isaiah and the gospel of john did i combine That's, it or did you did you talked about um isaiah did the Apostle John recall that for us? Um, you talked about how um, Isaiah predicted the, you know, John the Baptist. Yeah. So we're going to connect them again. Connect them. <clears throat> when I first started learning about leading worship, um, the guy that led worship at Triple C was a guy named Darnell Worley, and one of the songs that was in the repertoire was a song called "I See the Lord," and we played it so much. We played that song all the time and um i can remember it was in the key of d but we haven't played it in years but like i we played that song so much but it comes from this isaiah chapter six this is one of the most incredible moments in all of the old testament or the hebrew bible in the year that king uzziah died i saw the lord 
high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth, ouch, and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And I said, Here am I. Send me. He said, Go and tell this people, Be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people calloused. Make their ears dull and close their eyes. Otherwise otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Okay, I'm not going to finish the chapter. I'm going to stop right there for a specific reason. We'll get there in a minute. But first of all, like... This is wild. This is kind of the beginning of Isaiah's ministry. He ministered as a prophet for the Lord through the reigns of like Uzziah, Ahaz, Hezekiah, um, different kings of Judah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, before the Babylonian captivity. Um, oh, there's a nut hatch. You see it? Yeah. Um, and um, <clears throat> he. But, like, this kickoff of his ministry is so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he was at his house. I don't know if he was, like, at like on a walk. Like, I don't know if he was hiking or something like that. But all of a sudden, he is caught up in this vision. I don't know if he was asleep. But he's caught up in a vision. And he's, like, is he in the temple? Well, he's sort of in the temple. But he's really kind of in the... He's, like, in the heavenly temple. He's in the presence. All of a sudden, he's in the throne room of the yeah. king. yeah of the of the anointed one Mm -hmm. and like every time i've ever read this i was like oh it's it's god the father the throne room of god the father almighty god and everything and like the train of his robe fills the temple with glory and there's seraphim there's these angels flying around and everything which um it's really wild like the the more you dig into what that is all about yeah but then there's this thing of like who will and, and he's just like he's just ripped to shreds by this he's like the like whatever I thought of how pure and how holy and how different, how amazing God is, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm like taken apart at the atomic level. Like I'm done. Um, it's, it's so much more than I thought. And God is like, do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, I'll go. And so he's like, all right, I'm going to send you out and they're not going to listen to you. Mm. Tough assignment. Okay. And then every young life leader is like, yeah, I've been there. Um, Anyway, so let's flip over now to John chapter 12. Okay. Okay, John chapter 12, verse 37. If you're looking at this in an English translation of the Bible, this section is called Belief and Unbelief Among the Jews. Interesting. So check this out. Which... Uh, I have to give credit to Tom Job because he showed me this. 
even this is verse 37, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe in him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah, the prophet, Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? That's from Isaiah 53. That's the beginning of chapter 53. For this reason, they could not believe because as Isaiah says elsewhere, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so they can be they can neither see with their eyes nor understand with their hearts nor turn and I would heal them. That's Isaiah 6. Mm. Okay, so he started by quoting Isaiah 53, then he goes back and quotes Isaiah 6, which is what we just read. Mm-hmm. This is where it gets really interesting. Verse 43 or 41, John says, "Isaiah said this, said this thing in Isaiah 6 because he saw Jesus's glory and spoke about him. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah, it's cool. Like, wow, yeah. it reframes the whole thing. You're like, wait, Isaiah's ministry started because all of a sudden he was caught up in a vision of the heavenly throne room and he saw Jesus. Hmm. It, it wasn't just that he saw God the Father or something. That, no, he saw Jesus in, the, in all the glory of yeah. Jesus. Like, and it's so wild because you just think about like people walking past Jesus in a marketplace or dissing him in front of a crowd or questioning his authority or trying to trap him in, in his words or looking down on him because he was poor or looking down on him because he was homeless. And yet everything Isaiah did and everything Isaiah taught and all these people who treated Jesus with all that disrespect, they all hung on the words of Isaiah. Yeah. And Isaiah is like, oh, my whole thing started because I saw who he really is. Yeah. And who he really is would tear you to shreds. Yeah. If you saw him in his like actual glory, you like you would barely remain a person. Hmm. Like it's it's unfathomable who he is underneath the surface of what he's allowed people to experience. Hmm. That's really cool. I know I was just a uh I was just thinking about, I'm trying to find exactly where it was, but there's a place where Jesus says like, no one's seen him. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, no one's seen him, but me. Am I, am I quoting that correctly? Yeah. 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 yeah I, I don't remember if it's in Matthew 24, 25, or if it's in Luke 21, I'm trying to find exactly where it was, but it's somewhere around the, uh, the, all of that discourse. Um, and you're just like, man, that's just fascinating to think about. Cause if you think about that and you go back in through scripture, there's just so many places where I don't remember what the word is talking about the pre-incarnate Jesus walking around on earth yeah. in the old Testament. What was the word you, you uh, you've oh, said it to yeah. me a few times you're, recently. You're going to have to give me a minute to let my brain. Anyways, I just, you know, like, cause I was talking about this with some high schoolers recently and they were like, didn't, didn't like Adam and Eve, like, like see God. And I was like, I, I, it talks about how maybe they went on like walks and in yeah. the garden together. That's right. I'm like, you know, you think about that. As, like, Moses saw it, his glory walking away. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like Jacob, wrestling through the night right you know you're like was that yes yeah it's super fascinating the other thing that um occurred to me was you have this place where isaiah in in chapter six talks about the seraphim singing holy holy is the lord god almighty and you're like that that's super interesting that's really cool you flip ahead to revelation four that's what they're singing again still yes holy 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 is the lord god almighty so much time when you think about what um what Isaiah is saying, like, man, in what you're saying, it yeah. tear you apart. Just think about how amazing he is. Yeah. And if you think about like what 
holy, holy means just to be set aside, to be set apart, to be different, to be different. And it's all they can say about him is just, you are so different. There's nobody, there's nobody like you. I just can't stop singing about, think about like in our human, you know, calendar, how much time passed from Isaiah chapter six (laughs) to revelation four, you know, like in God's time, it's nothing right. Like, you know, it's not even a day really. But from what we know, just, I think it's Peter who says like a thousand years is a day to him basically. And you're like, okay, that's about, you know, about about a day has passed in their time. But in that time, they haven't stopped singing that. Yeah. They haven't stopped. They're just, they're just encircling the throne of God saying, it's like they can't get over it. They can't, no, they can't. It's, it's not that like, it's, it's not that like, it's our job to never stop saying this. It's like, no, we're looking at you. Right. Yeah. And there's just nobody like you. Right. It's like in, in our world, Things happen sometimes that you, you know, you talk about them for a while. Like you just like, you see, uh, like a sporting thing happen, right? Like, um, somebody does something and you're like, I've never seen anything like that before. That's the most unbelievable athletic feat I've ever seen in my life. And you know, for a day or two, it blows up on social media amongst your friends. You talk about it. You're like, did you catch, you know, it's like, uh, let me send you this reel real quick. You got to see this. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You know, if Dalton Connect scores 38 for Tennessee, you're like, go Vols. Did you? Tennessee's never had a player like this. This is amazing. It's unbelievable. He's incredible. Uh, in a couple of years, they're going to have another one. And you're going to be like, they haven't had, you know, or like, <laughs> yeah. we haven't, you know, someone last night, Tennessee lost in a basketball game, whatever. But one of the color guys played basketball at Tennessee. And he said, every 10 years, they have a player like this. Mm. And he went back and he talked about him. But it's like, wow. you know, I don't spend every day talking about Bernard King because he was sure. unbelievable at basketball. Right. I don't spend every day talking about Chris Lofton. I don't spend every day talking, even today, I'm, I'm living in there. This is, you know, I'm going down a basketball rabbit trail here because it's basketball season. And I like basketball, whatever. Um, you know, like I don't spend every day talking about how amazing Dalton Connect is at basketball. Right. And he is right now. He, he's, the, he's one of the best players Tennessee's ever had. I'm a big Tennessee fan. Right. For this earthly amount of time thousand years <laughs> angels have not stopped singing about how holy yeah. and, you know my, like my my analogy falls short just because it's such a terrible example well, but like I, I have another silly one that like it's it's a minuscule example of this but you're gonna get it i don't know if anybody else will and there's a very specific reason you're gonna get it <laughs> like okay there's uh, the thing i'm thinking about with isaiah is there's the thing i thought and then i saw you mm-hmm. like okay so you know, I've read the Harry Potter books a million times. Okay. And you think about the castle and what Hogwarts is like and, and all the interest of it and all the depth of it and how fun it is, how, like, how cool it would be to explore it. It's yeah. like so, it's so fun to think about. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, when I read the books, it was like, there's like 12 rooms that yep. you interact with, yep. you know, and classrooms that are, yeah, there's a few classrooms, there's a great hall, there's some bathrooms, there's some dormitories. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple courtyards, that's that's about all you think about. Yeah. And then uh, this video game company. Oh, uh, can I add a, a step to that? Yeah, go ahead. Then you you see the movies and it's, you're like, yeah. Oh, it's a little bigger than I thought. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But even that in the movies, you just see a couple of little things. That's you know, right. You, you get a viaduct here or like. Yeah, you may a little corridor here there. Yeah. It's like oh, maybe now in your mind, Hogwarts Castle has twenty rooms. Yeah, you you catch a corner of the the Gryffindor common room. Right. You you, you have a framework for what the third year boys 
dorm looks like exactly you, you you can okay yeah the great hall's pretty big that's oh, pretty cool there's a chamber of secrets that's cool yeah that's that's cool yeah oh the, oh we finally made it to this the astronomy tower so right, like your right. your vision of what this thing is grows well then so this company made a video game uh last year or so yes yeah, early 23 and it's what it's called an open world game so yeah. like in other words you can just go anywhere you can yeah. go wherever you want to um and like so you just have this you make a character and then you get to explore hogwarts castle and it's not 12 rooms to 20 rooms it's a hundred times more than you thought it was yes it's more involved more cool more ridiculously difficult to navigate like it's unbelievably Mm. more than you conceived right you're i mean like like I've been playing it for months and I'm still just like, what is this place? It's ridiculous. It's huge. Okay. That is like a, like a grain of sand compared to the earth to what yeah. Isaiah experienced. Right. It's like Horton. Here's a who with the, yes, you know, <laughs> right. Like the Lorax or something like whatever. Those, yes, yeah, it's just, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it's just like Isaiah grew up singing songs about the coming Messiah and the almighty God and the heavenly throne room. And then at a certain point he got to, you know, as a kid go to Jerusalem and go into the temple. And mm-hmm. it's like, wow, it's so much bigger than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden he had a vision and he was like, Oh my, yeah. you are totally, and I think the, the place that I want to bring this to is like, I need to let my imagination and my curiosity of Jesus go there. I need yeah. to, I need to take some time. Yeah. I don't even want to say quiet time. I just right. need to take some time and let my imagination blow up. Right. Right. That's all. Anyway, we, um, yeah, we're going to jump out of here, but it's been so great being with y'all. We, we hope you've been encouraged by this. We hope you had a fun time learning about Krista's foot and <laughs> and Dalton Connect. And we hope you got some encouragement out of the scriptures. I'm Lee. I'm Thomas. This has been Ancient and New. Bye. What a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness. What a peace is mine, leaning